At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. And it is Thursdays with the Maestro. Mike Palm is the VP of this great resort and casino called Circa. He's also the VP of the Golden Gate and the D here in downtown Las Vegas. Good morning, Mike. Happy holidays. How are you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good hey, morning, Sterling, Connecticut, and our loyal. Nesson family that's watching this morning. Crown Point, Indiana. Peekaboo Marquee, we see you. High Point, North Carolina. Hometown to Will Brinson, who filled in last week here on VEASAN. And our vocal Masson following. Um, Pete Wawa, Ontario. <laughs> Wawa, <laughs> Ontario. In the Ottawa area. Ah. Roger Sportsnet, we say Old Canada. Bell Vernon, Pennsylvania. Sportsnet in Pittsburgh. Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, everyone watching on YouTube TV, and Blythe, California, another sunrise over Spectrum. Okay, well done as always. Yes. The contest here that we've talked about ad nauseum on this show and others throughout the entire football year, it's the best contest going. Circus Survivor, it is down to four people, and uh, that means every entry is worth a little bit more than $2.3 million. A lot of back and forth on social media especially on X, everybody has an opinion yeah. on whether or not there should be a chop. Uh, is there going to be a chop in your opinion? First of all, ad nauseum comes from the Latin, meaning to the point of being annoying. <laughs> so I don't think we've discussed it ad nauseum. I think we've discussed it an appropriate amount. Okay, that's fair enough. The NFL MVP has been discussed ad nauseum. Awards markets in general. Okay. But, um, it's my sense. Now, we're down to four players represented by two proxies, right? Tom Carroll has two. Winner's Circle has two. Uh, it, it's my understanding um, the four, obviously, I think all, when they were down to 10, had all been in communication with each other. And it, it's my sense, I, I don't know for a fact, it's my sense that they'll do some sort of a save, um, whether it's $1.5 million each and play for 3-2, whether it's $2 million each and play for 1-2, or somewhere in the middle there. That's, that's my sense. Obviously, there's legal documents that have to be signed. To me, mm-hmm. the important part of this, though, 
is Circus Master obviously has the biggest favorite in Cleveland. The Russell Wilson news sure. goes to his benefit, yes. right? Because that line drops, and now do you use them? Are you going to get stuck with, with Houston? Not stuck, but you have to choose Houston. Or I don't know how you play the Colts against the Raiders. Does it come down to you playing the Bears again? Maybe the Bears is the best bet on the board other than, than Cleveland. But obviously that favors him. So the deal has to get done before 5-15 tonight, right? Because I'd be shocked if the circus master doesn't use the Browns. Yeah, well. I mean, that's <clears throat> for, for him to big own. Advantage. I mean, that, that Huge. Is, yeah, that, yep. that's we, big thought it, we thought the golden boy with, with the Jacksonville with you know against Carolina. Now we don't even know that because right. of, of Lawrence, and he's out. So this suddenly becomes the huge advantage. Bob. Oh, I mean, that's the golden ticket of the whole contest at this point, still having the Browns at this point. If I mean, you were circus master, would you say, that's, I want X more? Because of the position I'm in, uh, I think that you guys he, are all saving one five. I get to save one seven five. He could do that. I think he's Great got call. that power or whatever. Great Negotiate call. the number. Now yep. <laughs> the the back and forth that I do agree with on X about that is people suggesting that that guy should not even chop because he has the Browns and nobody else does. That might be no. a tad aggressive. I know that, but I think that well, maybe what you're saying, Mike, is more true. I think that's a tad aggressive. It's also the pendulum swinging from all the outrage that 13 wouldn't chop, right? I mean, so everybody has an opinion. It's great. Yeah. But you know what the best thing of all of this was? Was the golden boy. Yes. Every great story needs a great villain. And could oh, you yeah. have cast a more perfect villain than no, this guy? He, yeah. I'm guy. not saying anything bad about him. I'm just saying well, the, the reaction that he drew. The, the poker, poker has a different well. opinion. Yeah, yeah, right. I asked them all. He didn't know him. But okay. the guy is just like a, right. the perfect foil, right? Jesus. I mean, it's, Sean Deeb, <laughs> well-known poker yeah. player off the top rope. Yeah. All over this guy all about, right. hey, you, know, you, don't, you don't pay when you lose. And, <laughs> and this, you, you, this, I mean, it's going out. You, no one likes you. I don't think this is what, the role you want to play. Fascinating. Oh, he turned into the biggest heel, oh, wow. the side of Ric Flair. Whether he yeah. was the only one that didn't want to chop or not, that became the story. And he became, I mean, there's people every night just watching. Everybody was pulling for New England just so he'd get knocked out. It was amazing right. watching on Christmas Eve. Damn. The X reaction to that game. Great uh, point, because our buddy in Minnesota <laughs> who watches every day, TKO Betts, yeah. got knocked out, and he had to, he was pissed off because he told his girlfriend, it feels like I lost something here. He assumed there'd be a chop. There wasn't a chop. So he's flying in every weekend to get down with his hedge, too, and then he's a hell of a guy, and, and he goes out uh, with, the, with the Patriots. All four of them have lines of credit here. Okay, so. very good. Well, well, no, no, can, can you, can going you back to last week, real quick, how many other than TKL bets did the same thing? Lines of credit came out to Las Vegas to make big hedges. Uh, three. Three of the ten placed large hedges with us. Three of the ten. Some successfully that got knocked out, and some that are still in that lost. And so did now Bo, they, did they, Bowtie oh, Cabaret do anything that you know of? Not that I'm aware of. I, I, they, they it could have been at another place. Okay, it could have been. Well, been. Right. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. my understanding. This is this is here terrible. is one spot. This is, and I they interviewed me for the documentary. Uh huh. And the guy who's doing the documentary also was t- f- filming and sitting with Bowtie Cabaret. And up until last week, Bowtie Cabaret hadn't done anything. So if he lost, he won back to back overtime games mm-hmm. with the Ravens and the Bengals. So imagine he he wasn't going to get a dime, nothing. He didn't hedge. He didn't. He didn't have a line of credit. He didn't do anything. He's a pianist down the street. So I don't go. And he also had uh, Denver Sunday night. So if he didn't take out a line of credit here, there's a chance that that guy got jack squat. I was very interested in that Denver game from our betting perspective. We had a we had a few small, not small, but hedges with people that had Denver on New England at a nice price. That game closed, but. I was sitting there thinking that of the four, 
that were left, we were going to get a huge wager, half a million or more, uh-huh. on the Broncos, or maybe to win two hundred, you know, over seven hundred thousand. We got one, but I thought there would be more. I thought this game was going to be like four, you know, three hundred thousand on the New England side and a million on the Denver side, which. You know, it would have yeah. been very interesting. You know, it didn't materialize that way. Yeah. There, well, you, you explained it beautifully Thursday, and then also on the on the various spots yeah. you do when you're hosting. The guy had the Rams, and he yeah. was in with the Rams, yeah, and he was. So then it was and, there was, and I knew that, but I couldn't say that. Yeah. But what a spot he was. Right. I didn't know it when I was on your show. Obviously, I knew it on Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of bad luck that only six were on the Broncos, right? But maybe not because that got him off of making a huge wager, yeah. which he would have lost. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> The same scenario could have happened too then with the two people. Now, they would have been knocked out, but the two people had the Chiefs available for the early game. You could have gotten in the clubhouse and then yeah. done something there with the Eagles and then what happened as well. Can you explain that you just there are gaming rules and regulations and you just can't give a $3 million line of credit willy-nilly? No, you're, you have to comply with with the best financial practices people have to um have a credit history and have a score you know many things are a factor when giving out just like if you're buying a car many things or a mortgage even renting an apartment now you get it right um we have some parameters on what we determine is credit worthy and obviously that collateral of that ticket weighs into it right so some of these folks who are getting a half a million dollar line now outside of having this live survivor ticket might not have fallen within that criteria ah uh, makes a lot of sense you understand that. what i'm saying yeah for sure <laughs> and the people who did make hedges last week and they had the broncos so they were hedging on the patriots did they take the points with the patriots did they take patriots money line did they do a little bit of both a little bit of both yeah, a little bit of both. I like what you said, though. You didn't give anything away, but you said some people are alive that made hedges, won their hedge, and they still advanced to this week. Ah, uh, that's correct. Uh, okay, well, then that's enormous. That's that. Think about that's the position correct. that they're in yeah, now. Right, they're in a better position here. Yeah, this is great. And whatever, if they do a save, they're still playing. I would think they're going to play for a million or two million, right? Or you maybe okay. even, uh, I don't right. think three, well, but but anyhow. So they're still out there. I mean, everybody, somebody wants to win too, right? Don't you want to? You want to go twenty and you want zero? To a little and bit of a, a prestige yeah, yeah. to it, right? Gamble, you were yeah. one of the, obviously the thirty-five, the five, or the two, right? That made it through so far in these contests. Right. Uh, well, one thing to take away from this year going forward, because again, my projections would be, my early projections, I'll call it, will be about twelve thousand people in Survivor next year, maybe a little bit more. If you think I'm tad aggressive, okay. Um, Derek said, if I would have won, they'd had fifteen. Who knows? Um, so yeah. if we if we get twelve plus thousand next year, right? What what if we have a hundred people left right now? What if there are two hundred people left right now? And you can't you can't get to this point thinking that people are going to want to chop it up. You have to remember that next year and years. Yeah, go, I think going that's the, there's two takeaways from this year to me, for me, right? And, and that I didn't have coming into that, and that probably the best way to monetize is to sell a percentage. Yeah. And now there's all these avenues to do that. Yep. But the other thing is you can't just think everybody's going to have the same mindset that you are and want to lock up X amount of dollars. You're, to Paulie, you, you have to go into it thinking you're going to go 20-0 and 0 to win something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I mean, they're fortunate yep. they got down to four. 
right? I mean, they, if they were still at 10, there wouldn't be. We'd be no. playing this thing all the way out. All excellent points. I mean, Mitch might be a little tad low, but uh, I think L.A. Jones winning is an unbelievable story. He put the pick in on accident. Yeah. He put the Packers in on accident. Now. now. And, he, and, he, and if he doesn't answer the phone Saturday. Or if he doesn't have a proxy. That's right. He doesn't out. put the pick in the next week because he thinks out. he lost. Because a proxy calls yeah, him. Yeah, says, him. what's your pick? What do you mean? I'm out of it. No, you're not. Yeah. You yep. had the Packers. Indiana Jet, follow the money army. He's on. Yep. He watches every single day. I tried to get him on on Christmas. Good for him. He's like, I haven't won anything yet. Leave me alone. Yep. I mean, All good four for will be here this weekend. Okay, oh, great, great, great. Good or bad idea next year to have a number in your head. Let's say uh, you have one ticket left, and I'm going to tell myself, once that ticket turns into a value of $100,000, that's what I'm going to sell. Or should you have like some sort of threshold, that number that you want to hit, and once you finally do, bam, it's for sale. Take it off my hands. You'll have no problems yeah, doing I, that. Good question. I don't know that the, uh, all the circumstances are going to line up, though, that you can just make the call at, at X number. I, yeah. Right? All, you might have a big advantage. You might not have yeah. used certain teams. All, I think you should have a number in mind. Yeah. But I don't think it's an auto thing. It's, it can also be a little bit dangerous because it's like when I sit down and play blackjack, if I'm up like a nickel, I'll say, uh, mm-hmm. I'll get to a dime, and then I'll go. And then I'm down 2000 before I know it. I'm like, hey, that was smart, Mitch. When you're ahead. You should have a stop loss. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. most important thing in gambling. Yes. I'm up 1200 yes. I quit when I'm up 750 yes. or whatever right, the number right, yeah. is. You nailed yeah. it, though. SurvivorSweat.com and, yeah. uh, and the poker community. They're going to jump in to buy this, and you can sell no hyperbole is up next. The Mice Roll will share the biggest gaps of the previous week coming up on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No bias. You will respect my authority. No 
pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. All right, here we go. Number five, 9.2 million reasons to go to overtime. 9,200 Circa Survivor entries started the season, and they were down to 10 heading into the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day exacted to march forward to the last two weekends. As day turned tonight on Christmas Eve, four entries had advanced, one with the Rams over the Saints on Thursday night, one with the Packers over the Panthers on Sunday morning, and two with the Bears over the Cardinals on Sunday afternoon. The remaining six needed Russell Wilson and the Broncos to dispatch of the 3-11 Patriots at mile high. The Patriots scored more points in the third quarter, 20, than they had in 12 of their previous 14 games. And the Broncos trailed 23-7 with under 10 minutes remaining in the game. Two let Russ Cook touchdown passes and two-point conversions later, and the game was tied at 23 with under three minutes to go. After the teams traded punts, New England got the ball back on their own 19 with 58 seconds left. The Patriots had one timeout left. The Broncos had all three. On first down, Bailey Zappi out of the shotgun handed the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott around left end for a gain of six to the 25. Bill Belichick had tipped his hand. He was playing for overtime. It was at this point that Sean Payton had a decision. On second and short, second and four, was he going to attempt to use his three timeouts to get the ball back? Or would they head to overtime where with the flip of a coin, he might get the ball back? Or if he lost the flip, the Patriots would be in the exact same spot at the 25-yard line. Well, old Sean chose to go the Andy Reid route. Remember Andy Reid a couple Super Bowls ago in Tom Brady's last game? Let's call our timeouts on second and one before the half. How did that work out? Of course we know what happens. Run on second down and then a 27-yard pass on third down. They let the clock run. Five-yard pass to Zeke. Used their timeout. Four-yard pass to Jasicki. Enough time to spike the ball. And old Chad Ryland, who had missed an extra point and a field goal earlier in the game, buries the 56-yarder. And we're down to four. Number four. From bad boys to just plain bad. The Detroit Pistons won two of their first three games this season and now have lost 27 consecutive games, which is an NBA all-time record for a single season. Only the 2014-15-15-16 Philadelphia 76ers lost more consecutive games over two seasons, a total of just 28, which the Pistons can equal tonight as 17-point underdogs at Boston. I'm not an everyday NBA better or enthusiast, but this streak of ineptitude has caught my attention. Let's take a look at their game on Tuesday against the Brooklyn Nets. The Pistons, six and a half point underdogs, led 97-92 with eight minutes left and trailed 110 to 112 with 40 seconds left. Well, fast forward, fast 112 to 110. Fast forward to 25 seconds left and they're down, of course, 117 to 112. Let's just go through the last 25 seconds of the game. All right, they foul Mikhail Bridges from nearby Villanova. He misses both free throws. Pistons get the ball, come down the court. Pistons turnover with 16.1 seconds left. With 13.1 to go, they foul Cam Johnson. He makes one of two free throws to go up 118-112. Pistons have the ball. Oh, with 12 seconds left, they turn it over. Now with 7-1 and .1 left and trailing by six, they again foul Mikhail Bridges. Again, he misses both free throws. What did the Pistons do? Oh, they turned it over. 
They turned it over three times in the final 30 seconds. And miraculously, because the Nets only made one of six free throws, still covered the six and a half. How long can this streak go? I don't know, but Greg Popovich is grateful. Number three, trust your first instinct. Ed Ardito was a football referee in Conference USA for many years till the end of the 2013 season. He worked one season in the AAC before retiring in 2014. Perhaps you best remember Ed Ardito from the three-overtime 2012 Outback Bowl, which saw Michigan State outlast Georgia 33-30. That game was the lead-in to the famous Rose Bowl between Russell Wilson's Badgers, who were defeated by Oregon 45-28 in a game that saw eight touchdown drives in the first half. The referee for that game was Brad Allen from the ACC. Brad Allen, of course, would go on to the NFL, while Ed Ardito would go on to playing golf every day. Then last year, after an eight-year hiatus, Ardito returned to Conference USA. Tuesday afternoon, the entire country got to witness why Ardito should have stayed retired, as his crew was assigned to the first responders bowl in Dallas between Texas State and Rice. They really shouldn't even have been doing a Texas high school football game. This game kicked off at 2.37 p.m. Pacific time and ended with six minutes left in the first half of the UNLV Kansas game. The game went four hours and 40 minutes. It featured 18 accepted penalties for 177 yards, 16 replay reviews, nine officials conferences, and Ardito with two very famous moments. The first early in the third quarter where he was caught on a hot mic. He announced timeout Texas State, first charge timeout, 30-second timeout, and then paused, damn it, <laughs> full timeout, media timeout. Then in the fourth quarter, <laughs> when there were four flags down on a punt, he comes back, all right, we have a correction on the penalties. The roughing, the kicker, that's actually going to end up being declined. Then we have offsetting fouls on 27 and 23. 27 from Rice, 23 from Texas State. All that's going to offset the field. First down as he pointed in both directions. This was a tough day for our, uh, for Ed Ardito and the crew. It reminded me of the 2005 Alamo Bowl between Michigan and Nebraska when the Sun Belt crew was completely lost and walked off the field during the final kick return that Michigan was trying that, that Stanford uh, <laughs> lateral play. All right, number two, Mickey and Goofy and Pray for Rain. This bowl season has highlighted the lack of depth on the Disney broadcasting bench. First, in the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, we had former Miami Hurricane Orlando Franklin let everyone left listening know that he was running to the toilet as they signed off the air. Then, in the aforementioned First Responder Bowl, play-by-play man Dave McMill felt the incessant need to keep reminding everyone that his color commentator Aaron Murray is the SEC's all-time passing yards leader. Followed immediately by our old friend Beth Mowens on the Guaranteed Rate Bowl in Phoenix, which, by the way, saw a massive line move of Kansas from minus 13.5 to minus 7.5 just hours before the game. The Jayhawks, who had 55 penalties accepted in their entire 12 games this season, had 17 accepted penalties for 201 yards through three quarters in a 49-36 win over UNLV. Back to our friend Beth Mowens. In the second quarter, UNLV's short but stout kicker, Jose Pazano, attempted a 52-yard field goal. The ball almost didn't make it to the end zone. He was at least eight <laughs> yards short. Now let's go to the third quarter. UNLV is mounting a furious rally. They pick off Jason Bean. On first down, however, Jaden Ma Maiden, uh, Maeva is sacked for an 11-yard loss. Eventually, they face third and 21 
from the Jayhawks 46. He rolls out and completes a pass for only one yard. So the ball is at the Kansas Kansas 45, fourth and 20, and Beth Moen says, I'm not sure if they made it into field goal range. Really, Beth? It would be a 63-yard field goal. He couldn't get it to the end zone from 52. Obviously, they punted. Beth Moens. There but for the grace of God goes Pam Ward. All right, and then number one. But first, defense. What a weird, strange, unbelievable scene. They they came out of Carolina on Sunday. How about your guy, Jair Alexander, Mitch? My guy. Who appointed himself a a team captain, showed up at midfield for for the coin toss, called it tails correctly, and then said, we want to go on defense. Now, official Alex Kemp, who who understands a little more humanity than Bill Vinovich, who calls a, a safety when his umpire tackles Lamar Jackson yeah, right. in the yeah. end zone, yeah, right. had talked to Lafleur before the game, and they had, and Lafleur had told him we're deferring if we win the toss. So he says, "You mean defer? Yeah, whatever." Now, the, nobody knows this that happened in the game, but it comes out yesterday because the Packers suspend him, two-time All-Pro. All cornerback for this key game against Minnesota on Sunday night because of conduct detrimental to the team. Let's listen to Jair explain what happened. You almost made a big mistake on the call, though. What did I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense, Yeah. which in theory, could they could have said, then you're electing to kick to, to uh, kick off, which you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half. Yeah, no, I told them that. Uh, I said uh, I want I want our defense to be out there, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out there. They like, you mean defer? I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he said, well, I'm from Charlotte. Uh-huh. I, he's a captain. Well, first of all, he was born in Philadelphia. He moved to Charlotte, but he was three. How about your guy, Lafleur? Is he paying any attention to what's going on? Anybody could have just been the captain here? Yeah. <laughs> could have been a fan in a Jair Alexander uh, jersey. He could have been. Would have been better. <laughs> oh, man. Great job. Uh, in Pocket Plays coming up next here on Beeson. Determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. All right. Must win doesn't mean must bet, but I'm eating the chalk in week 17. Can't get enough of it. Uh, this Raider team, hard to figure out, gets shut out at home 3 nothing. scores 60 against the Chargers and beat the Chiefs on the road, can't complete a pass for three quarters. I'll take the Colts with the season on the line, laying three at home. Chicago laying three against Atlanta. Don't trust them on the road. Bears playing great ball, especially defensively. I think it's a horrible spot for the Lions. Clinch a division for the first time in 30 years. Dallas, different team at home, but full 15-game winning streak at home. Uh, Buccaneers laying three against the Saints. Can't see Carr going on the road winning that game. Baker's been hot. Tampa's won four in a row. We'll start with a money line parlay tonight, which pays better than a teaser. Browns, Cowboys money line parlay. And I cannot believe the line went down and this much. I'll take Stidham and the Broncos at home against the Atrocious Chargers. All right, a couple bets that I'm on for tonight. I'm going to do a, uh, what, call, call it a same game parlay, call it whatever you want. I'm betting on Flacco and Simeon to each throw an INT. I found plus 134 on that. I've broken that down a couple of times on the show today. 
Um, you might be able to find maybe a little bit higher. I like them both to throw uh, an INT in this game. And I'm adding more on Alabama plus 105 money line against Michigan. Pending Steelers plus 3.5 minus 115 yeah. against the Seahawks. I like that Steeler pick. Makes sense. Don't I can't trust Geno. New customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. And you get the NBA League Pass for the rest of the season. Download the app. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Go get them. Ohio State moved to four at the Westgate. Three and a half at oh. uh, DraftKings. Oh, boy. Had a chance to have a nine-point middle here. Yeah. Missed that one. Wild, the bowl movement. That's tomorrow. Um, you were very high in the Cleveland Browns before the season started. Very high. You love this team. I love the defense. You loved it. Okay, so what, are you doing anything with the game tonight? I teased them. Uh, I teased them with several teams on Sunday. Um, seven and a half is a little, bit, a little bit much. I mean, the Jets' defense could hold this game low. I mean, I don't mind the under in this game as well. We had Jason Confor on yesterday on primetime, and I asked him, who's the team the Ravens don't want to face in the playoffs? Okay. He said this team, wow. the Browns and Flacco. Flacco's yep. got nothing to lose. They're no. playing without money. Yeah. He said the Bills, now they think they're on a Super Bowl run. Their pressure's going to be on them. He said, and let's not forget they hung 39 on, on us here in our place in Deshaun Watson's last game. Right? He said, so, you know, he comes in here, starts flinging the ball around, and we, we get off to a bad start, and now it's all the ghosts of playoffs past, and and we get tight, and they're never going to be tight because they're not expected to do anything. Good uh, answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, good question. They, they really yeah. are playing loose. Great question. That's yeah. the important part. Yeah, good question. Thanks for the right. shot yeah. on the front end. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so he asked me at the start of the show about is the regression coming. I mean, I don't. He's thrown for thirteen hundred yards in four games. Now, you got now MVP this is, tickets, huh? You got MVP tickets? Uh, no, no. That you was, got comeback player of the year tickets. A little bit on yeah. comeback, yeah. A little bit on comeback. We'll but this, see. this gets a dicey. Deep ball. Yeah, it does. Dicey. This gets dicey though because Amari Cooper's a game time decision now, according to Pelissaro. But you know, we we've seen his act though this year. Uh, but that that's the latest report. <laughs> he but, loves Flacco. Flacco's yeah. the greatest thing ever. Yeah, said. but also yeah, the, the 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 nonsense here with who's in, who's out though in primetime games. I I I'm seeing five to one to throw for three hundred yards. I mean, I know the Jets don't give much up, but you're right. The house money, they're three thrown at 45 times a game. This I know, is they nuts. Got, they got Ford in the offensive line, and they're just flinging the no, ball all around cares? the field. Yeah. I watched that Jacksonville game. I bet the Jacksonville game under, they're coming yeah. out throwing every down. I mean, every dead down. in the water the first quarter. And yeah. deep a lot, <laughs> yeah. by the way. So they're not like, it's no dink and dunk. Uh, so uh, next Thursday, by the way, we'll be talking about the a preview of the national title game in college football. On Monday, New Year's Day, yeah. we get both the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl as well. Brad Powers an hour ago came on and made a great, great case for Alabama. Made it a best bet to win this game outright and, and march on and take on Texas. Do you agree with him in the in the Rose Bowl? Do you like Bama or are you on the other side? I bet both dogs on the opener. So I took two and a half with Alabama. I took four and a half and money line on Washington. I got Washington plus 750 to win the national title. All right. I just think the team still isn't getting respect. I understand that Oregon outplayed them at Husky Stadium. You were there. Yeah. And Lanning left all the points on the field. They beat up Oregon here on the neutral. I would agree. Right? Mm -hmm. They won in Tucson. They won um, at Oregon State in Corvallis. What's Texas really done here? I just think that the, the Big 12 is weak. I mean, okay, they won yeah. last. They beat the Texas A&M team. I don't really give a lot of credit to, I mean, Oklahoma State, BYU went up and down the field in the first half on the end still one. I don't give I don't give much credit to them. They're, the victory over Alabama and 
early in September is the only thing. I just think Washington's better, and we still disrespect them. I think Penix was hurt for a stretch. They played those close games in that. I don't think Texas can defend this team. They're going to spread Texas out. I think it's a high-scoring game, and I think Washington wins the game. The Michigan game, all I can think of in this handicap, right, is Michigan in the Big Ten title game could not move the ball against Iowa. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to try to run the ball down. They're going to have to throw the ball to beat Alabama. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I think about Michigan defending the Iowa tight ends and wide receivers, right, against Deacon Hill and how much speed they're going to have to contend with with Alabama. I lean – I played Alabama – if Michigan won, I wouldn't be shocked. But I think Michigan has to play by far their best game of the year to win the Rose Bowl. Oh, they absolutely do. Right? I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. and again, all things considered, who did they play the first two months of the season? UNLV was the best team they played out of conference. And, and, oh, yes. Easily. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that was one of their best wins of the entire year before they played Penn State and Ohio State. What, they beat Penn State without throwing a pass in the second half. Right. right? That's they not going to happen against And Ohio Alabama. State played them dead even except for one turnover in the first quarter. That was a dead even game on both yeah. both sides of the ball. The offensive lines dominate. I mean, it was just a dead even game. Yep. Michigan uh, in this spot with Jim Harbaugh, it has not been pretty. And when Saban has time to prepare, he's the best of all time. Does Harbaugh leave win or lose? Well, he made Mitch made a good point during the break. Yeah. He's still being asked about the, the Charger job in the NFL here. So he, who knows what he's thinking? That was yesterday but, at Disneyland, and he had a – Jim Harbaugh is a horrible soundbite. He says a lot without saying anything whatsoever. If you li- ever listen to him talk, he doesn't say anything. And that's what he did yesterday to try to deflect it. But, I mean, with these new what possible violations on board for Michigan football and infractions – um, and the money that the Chargers probably should throw out their next head coach, it would make sense. And I think he's got to really rebuild here at Michigan after this this shot here, right? And so does he go out even with another semifinal loss? Does he leave? Does he need to get to the title yeah. game? Does he ride off into the sunset with the title and go back? I mean, the Chargers job, I'm sure, is there for him. He's not going to the Bears. I'm willing to bet on that, that he would not go to the Bears. Why? The former Big Ten commissioner he didn't get along with is very influential in the Bears organization. Uh, okay. And I don't think that they would invite him or he'd want to go there. Mm. Charger job is awfully attractive, don't you think? Oh, absolutely it is. I know you'd say the Bears because they got the one pick and you still got yeah. fields, but I would think the Charger job is is the best one out there. And now it depends on, like, what? It's the Spanos family here. How much money are they willing to spend compared to what other top well, of the line? Is it about money at this point for Jim Harbaugh? Uh, or is it about trying to win trying to win a Super Bowl? Oh, it's interesting. He made a good. He did an unbelievable job with the 49ers when right. he took it over, right? Everywhere. And you Stanford, won, won, How about what he did at Stanford? No, he beat USC. Right. It's like a forty-point right. dog. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. here with Michigan, it's like wow, the Ohio State stuff. And then you beat Ohio State. Yeah. But yeah. then you get embarrassed by TCU, and you, you have That's the bowl the record That's as well. That's the worst thing. TCU. Sure it is. I get it. You got beat by Georgia, and you went down there and you tried to run the ball, and you could. Right. Giving up fifty some points to TCU. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you never know. But the other thing too, Washington has the best quarterback of the bunch. Yep. And if this was an S, I mean, they went undefeated. He put up ridiculous numbers while he was hurt, and he couldn't even get a sniff for the Heisman. So this team has been disrespected the entire year. This line is very disrespectful. As much as 9.5 or 10 was in the Pac-12 title game, this is a very disrespectful line. Yeah. Not only is he the best quarterback, let's be honest, he has a first-round pick, a wide receiver, and when they're all healthy in that wide receiver They can run the ball, too. That's it. They've been able to. They figure. I think it was right at the USC game, which doesn't say much, but that continued. Yep. And that was the great yep. sign mm-hmm. because I think that was the question mark. Like, hey, can they get four yards yep. when they need it to run? You know, maybe some clock here. And they've been doing it ever since they went to L. A. and scored fifty plus against the Trojans. They swarmed to the ball on defense. 
Oregon average yards to go on third down in the Pac-12 tile game was 5.1, and they only converted third three third downs. Right? Yeah. They just swarmed to the ball. Yeah. I think Washington set the tone with that first drive of that game. And they converted, they, yeah. converted, converted, Absolutely. converted. Took time off yeah. the clock. Like, this is going to be our yeah. game. Doesn't matter where it's played. Yeah. You can make, you can go ahead, be a 13-point favorite. We don't care. We're the, we're the better team tonight. How about Penn State and Ole Miss? I think that's going to be a fun game. That's the one I'm probably most, mm-hmm. I, I, I think Missouri's really good. Like, if this was a 12-team playoff, nobody want to play Arizona or Missouri. I right? agree. But the opt-outs changed things. Yeah. But, I mean, they took Georgia to the wire in Athens. Yeah, that's right. This point spread movement, though, is just... What's George uh, going to do? Try to win by 40 in this game? To try to make a point? Actually, is well, that 20? Come is on. That, or, <laughs> or does uh, Kirby Smart take it easy when they're up 27 nothing late third quarter and say, like, I get it. If I was in that guy's spot, I'd be pissed off at the world. They might not score against their third team. They might not. They, they might get, what's the odds on them getting shut out? What's their... Yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't think they're going to score. You couldn't that's, move it against Louisville. No. With the, and this the third string, yeah. Too. I mean, Louisville oh, did that nothing was outside of the that ACC. That was a bad look for the yeah, ACC. Yeah. I agree. That was awful. <laughs> so you, you would play, like, every out that you could find on a team total yep. under Florida State. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense to me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, pal. Great B-plus. job as always. We go back-to-back to back A's. All right. Paul Charchin. Hi for a month. On the show coming up next. <laughs> Does he like anybody as both teams have really strong defenses? We'll ask him coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, and who has the hot hand. 
pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, dog videos. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchian joins the program now. GuillotineLeagues.com and his podcast is the Fantasy Football Weekly Pod. Charch, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, I know that you were off last week. You were under the weather. Good to see that you bounced back. Let's begin with tonight's game. Both teams have elite defenses. I've been asking Paul yeah. the question throughout today's show. Like, can we? Are we going to expect some Brock Purdy-esque regression for Joe Flacco tonight? He does have seven INTs in four games, but what do you make of his overall matchup? Yeah, you know, obviously his run right now, by the way, an unbelievable fantasy playoff surge. His average game, 327 yards and two and a half touchdowns. You know, we're talking about a month of work here, so it's not a tiny sample size anymore. It's reminiscent of these out of the out of nowhere fantasy playoff stars of years past, like Billy Volick and Drew Bennett and Ron Dane and CJ Anderson, who just surged it in during the fantasy playoffs. Um, by the way, revenge game for uh for Flacco against the Jets a team that could have used him this year, but no, they had Tim Boyle, you know, didn't, didn't need Joe Flacco. So a brutal matchup jets giving up 185 passing yards per game, one passing touchdown per game. That's it. New York has surrendered multiple touchdowns in one of their last 10. Now the the real storyline here to me is it's so much easier to run the ball. They're going to run and Kevin Stefanski loves to run the ball. The Jets see the second most rushes in the NFL, 31 per game, the third highest run rate against them. They see the fifth fewest pass attempts. Kevin Skavansky is going to do what comes naturally to him anyway. He's going to run a ton in this one. So my betting angles, and I got three for you. Number one, the Flacco passing line, 234 yards. That's 50 points of cushion over what the Jets normally give up. So we're going to go under the 234. It's way under what Flacco's been doing but I think there's not going to be enough volume to get him to 234. Then also, the kids are going to run a lot. Let's look at Jerome Ford. He's over, we, we just want to go over 400, sorry, 44 and a half yards on FanDuel, over 44 and a half yards. Eight of the last nine opposing lead backs have topped the 44 and a half yards. It's a volume play for sure. And then the last one is a Kareem Hunt anytime touchdown plus 200. Hunt has gotten six of the last eight carries from inside the five yard line. Jerome Ford has one of the last eight. So they've got, they're clearly going to Kareem Hunt at the stripe, run heavy game plan coming. I like the Kareem Hunt anytime touchdown plus 200. Okay. Uh, you, what do you think of the Jets angle? What they're going to do offensively, if anything, and, and if they get Brees Hall going. Yeah, this is a, it's this. There's not much to like here, and this game should be very, very one-sided. Monster game last week for Brees Hall, mm-hmm. 191 total yards and two touchdowns. But remember, the week before that, Brees Hall had 12 rushing yards and six receiving yards. So this is still fundamentally a pretty broken offense. And that the big game was against Washington. That doesn't even count, right? I mean, now you're going from Washington to Cleveland, other end of the spectrum. Cleveland's run defense, number one in run stuff win rate. And meanwhile, the Jets are ranked 31st in run block win rate. I mean, total domination coming at the line of scrimmage here. The last three teams to face Cleveland have run for 47 yards per game as an entire team, all positions, just 47 yards per game against Cleveland. There's very little to like about Brees Hall here. His over under is 48 yards. 
Opposing lead backs have been under that number in three straight weeks and nine different times this year against Cleveland. We're going under the 48 yards with Brees Hall. Okay, now what if Cooper can't go? Is it a big game for Njoku then? I mean, someone has to catch these passes. Tom Pelissero in half hour, uh, 30 minutes ago, he's hopefully can play with the heel, but his status is up in the air. The short week is tough. He knows his body well. The Browns will get a better sense closer to kickoff. Well, okay, first of all, Cooper is about the toughest wide receiver there is. They could amputate his foot during the coin toss, and he would suit up and play. There's, I don't, I'd be stunned if he actually sits this one out. And if he does, it's so severe. And if they do, by the way, the guy you pivot to is Elijah Moore. Right. Because Elijah Moore wouldn't see those outside. He runs from the slot. He wouldn't see those outside cornerbacks. And let's talk through that matchup for just a second. If Cooper plays on the outside, on one half of the field, He's going to see Sauce Gardner, who hasn't allowed a touchdown in 12 weeks. And since week three, Sauce Gardner giving up an average of one catch for 12 yards per game. I mean, it's insane how, 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 how amazing that is. And you might be thinking to yourself, OK, fine, <clears throat> Charge, you stupid moron. They'll just put Cooper on the other side of the field and they won't face him against Sauce Gardner. Well, then you get DJ Reed. That's almost as bad. Since the opener, he's allowed one touchdown, and he averages two catches for 23 yards in his coverage. So there's nowhere to hide in this one for Amari Cooper. If he does go, we're going to take the under 60 and a half yards on FanDuel. Opposing number one receivers have fallen under 60 and a half seven different times this year against the Jets. I would play that angle here. The fact that he's hurt makes it all that much better. Let's follow the money. On VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, our guest, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, Paul Charchian. I've been in and around fantasy since I was 13, 14 years old. One uh, of my older brothers got me involved. I will never, so I've been playing for more than 30 years. I will never get used to the feeling of bowing out and losing in the fantasy football playoffs. Uh, 0 for 3 last week. Oh, no. And in two of my oh. leagues, best record, high scoring team. Oh, no. 0 for 3. So that's the worst. It sucks. I mean, it just, it's an absolute crippler. But what are you going to do? Sign up next year and go through the same feeling the entire time. Um, yeah, you do. Brock, there's some, Brock Purdy, though, I, we talked about the possible regression with Joe Flacco. He, like, now we're talking about positive regression this week, right? I mean, the, the commander's defense is so god awful. Like, everybody's going to eat in this game, you would think, for the 49ers. Absolutely. Brock Purdy, bounce back game coming. Washington, the league's worst. The league's worst overall defense right now, anyway. I mean, once they traded Young and Montez Sweat, it was game over for that defense, and they played just like it, but particularly bad against the pass. Here's some here's some ranks for you. Here's Washington. Fantasy points allowed, last. Touchdowns allowed, last. Passing yards allowed, last. Depth of target, they ranked 30th. And prior to holding Trevor Simeon in check last week, which does not count, by the way, Washington had allowed multiple <laughs> touchdown passes in 10 of the previous 11 games. Oh. So the Brock Purdy, the Brock Purdy bounce back, absolutely coming. Uh, love his opportunity this week. It feels like a no brainer. The injury thing is not, is the stinger is not a factor here. Okay. What about Mahomes? But more importantly, what about Travis Kelsey? Unbelievable. We talk about regressions. Uh, I mean, Travis Kelsey suddenly showing his age over the past five weeks. He's fantasy tight end 10 Ooh. in scoring. And he has not hit the, found the end zone in those five games. He's barely ahead. Do you know who's 11 in fantasy scoring to tell you his company? Chiga Konkwu. I mean, that's the company Travis Kelsey's in right now. Now he gets the Bengals this week. 
So this feels like it's a get-right opportunity. Fantasy points allowed to tight ends, Cincinnati, second most. Receptions allowed to tight ends, second most. Recept receiving yards allowed to tight ends, the most. So this feels like Kelsey's got a good game left in him. I mean, he's not totally washed. This is going to be a nice opportunity to get right for Travis Kelsey. All right. Does it continue uh, for Matthew Stafford, who was awesome again last week? I would say maybe having one of the best years he's ever yeah. had in his entire career. Well, it's so funny. You almost never see a season that gets cleaved into two parts as cleanly as this does. The dividing line for Matthew Stafford and the Rams was right between week uh, games nine and game 10. In those first nine games, he was one touchdown per game. Exactly. Just one. That's it. And he was fantasy quarterback 23 at that point. He was getting dropped in leagues everywhere. Then, and by the way, to tell you his company at quarterback 23, he was between Desmond Ritter and Mac Jones. That's it. I mean, that's how bad it was for him. And those guys went on to be benched multiple times since then. So games 10 forward, he's fantasy quarterback number two in between Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. He's averaging 280 passing yards and 2.8 passing touchdowns. Here comes the Giants. On paper, they look like a middle-of-the-pack secondary, but the good quarterbacks they played, and there aren't many, have absolutely owned them. Prescott, uh, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy twice. They averaged 312 yards and two touchdowns per game. That's, the, that's where we're going to find Matthew Stafford is sitting right into that neighborhood for another big game, and he's going to power teams to fantasy championships. And that was a great breakdown today, as always. And uh, you can get Chargers ranks for free every week when you go to guillotineleagues.com. It's at the very top. Just click on Charge Ranks. His podcast is called Fantasy Football Weekly as well. Happy New Year, pal. Thanks so much for the time yeah. again. And thanks for a great fantasy season, guys. We're off next yep. week, but I hope you'll have me back during the playoffs. 100%. And we'll bring you some, will. Uh, 100%. Some, some playoff props. That would be great. Absolutely. We'll do it on a weekly basis for sure. Thanks, buddy. Uh, wonderful. Bye-bye. Yep, there Thank you, you go. Sir. Paul Charchin. Glad he's feeling better on top of it. All right, so last Thursday night game of the year. Enjoy yep. it. Enjoy it. No complaining tonight. I don't care if it's scoreless going to overtime. No complaining. Because you can't wait till September gets here. And then when you have a dud, all you want to do is whine about it. None of that. Enjoy it. Take it in. Good luck with your bets. Talk to you tomorrow at 7 Eastern. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.